I'm sure I can keep up the energy, but I had two tequila sunrises with dinner. <laughs> and my buzz is coming down, but <laughs> I have switched to coffee. Well, I am. I got some Mountain Dew. Cause I was wrecked all day yesterday. I was just laying in bed sweating. Oh, that's right. You said you were sick. Oh, man. Eli came down with something yesterday morning, and I think he puked in the morning. And I was like, uh-oh, he can't go to school. So then I like, just kind of like was going about my day. And then like around lunchtime, I was like, I feel like shit. <laughs> Something's coming on. I had to call. I had to text him to work and email him like, hey, man, I can't. I got to like lay down the rest of the day. So I laid down, and I just like couldn't. I had no energy, like, yeah. and I had some intestinal stuff going on. I never puked, but I just like every time I would do anything, I'd walk around the house for like five minutes and be like, "Okay, time to go take a nap again." You know, like, yeah, just out. So I did that all last night. All and that's why this room looked like shit because I like slept here and just in a pile of sweaty sheets all night. <laughs> and uh, then this morning, I was like, I texted into work. I was like, "Hey, I got to do like a half day this morning. Like, you know, let me. I'll catch you at noon." Not even thinking how maybe we could do that, but the noon rolled around. And I was like, I got, I got hungry again, and you know, be like, oh, finally, yeah, finally, I'm hungry again. Yep, things are going back to normal, so I feel good now. Just didn't feel like having any beers tonight because I didn't want to get sick again. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. I'm kind of right. I'm glad you feel better, man. Yeah, but yeah, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. All that yeah, kind of shit. Crazy. And Eli, like, I drove him to. He's just, this kid, like you know, kids like don't know when they're gonna puke or not, and all of a sudden they just like explode. and it just comes. <laughs> yeah, happened three times yesterday. Just like, they just <laughs> everywhere. I was like, man, you gotta like feel that coming and like move move somewhere else. Now I gotta wash like four blankets, man. <laughs> well, well, my son, he fucking kills me with this shit, man. Like somehow I think he thinks that he's the only person in the world that can keep it down. Oh yeah. Like, even when it's coming, you're like, dude, like, just let it go. Like, what are you doing? Like, you he, got to. he doesn't want to let it go. And like, he wants to talk through it. And I'm like, bro, if you don't just like shut your fucking mouth and just puke, man, like, what are you doing? And it's like, shit's coming out of his nose. I swear it's coming oh. out of his eyeball. He's, he's trying to choke it down. It's like, dude, just fucking let it go, man. Like, this is something you can't control. Like, I get you're uncomfortable, but that's just happening whether you want it to or not. I just hug up. Dude, let it happen, man. Like, so let cool. it happen. Oh, I, I know the feeling. I, I definitely puked and it came out my nose once in college. Like, that is a, the worst feeling in the history of the world. Like, I know that shit fucking burns, man. <laughs> And you're oh. fucking puking your sinuses is by far oh. the worst fucking oh. thing. And it's like, do I just snort it back out? Do I blow oh. my nose? Like, I don't know what to do. I feel like you're going to die, man. That's terrible. <laughs> Let's watch a movie with a friend who's a dad. Where you been? How you doing? Good times to be had. He's a man. He's a dad. He's a hell of a guy. We're hanging out. We watch a movie. And we try not to cry. It's too dad. The days are long, but we ain't even mad. Turn it on, sync it up, I'll bet this movie is rad. The chores are done, we bade the children goodnight. Watching indecent 80s movies, we can't even lie, we're two dads. This podcast is filmed before a live studio audience. <laughs> Alright, so welcome to 2D Movie Night. We are two dads. Talking movies, talking uh, child raising, 
talking anything not gross. Uh, and maybe some of that too tonight. Who knows? Um, anyway, so I am Mark, one of your co-hosts, and my partner over here is... Oh, man. Quad ear, here I am. <laughs> Sorry, I got the giggles. Yeah, so who knows if we'll keep that part that made us laugh in this episode, but it made us laugh, so that's all. No, that's disgusting. Anyway, so this week, uh, we've been on so you've been on hiatus for uh, the holiday season. Um, I think our last episode was uh, Monster Squad. Yep, sure was Monster <laughs> Squad. I, uh, and it was kind of yep. like a late Halloween type of deal, yeah. if I remember correctly. Sc- Skip Christmas. So Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. I don't know when we, I so, can't remember when we recorded it. We, uh, we took some time off for the holidays as we always do. Went on, uh, Christmas, New Year's break. Um, so now we're in the new year. We were supposed to be recording this, uh, episode, I think in December. I think yeah. that was the original timeline. Yeah. It just um, happened. Cause this episode is little giants from 1994. Right, um, we picked it because obviously we both have experience with, Children and sports and being, uh, not be. I haven't been. I haven't been a coach yet. Oh man, this is going to be a fun conversation then. Yeah, so me, I've, I've been me. on a lot of sports teams. <laughs> yeah, so that was why I picked this one. Um, and a lot of good, good quality dad stuff in here. So we should check it out. I think. Uh, I think Q's going to do the driving on this one. I am, but, and I'm. I'm going to tell you. Um, I'm so glad we picked this movie. It's um. Every time I watch it, I remember how much I really love it. Like, it's one of those that, for me, it holds up. So I kind of want to hear what you thought about it. And, like, I'm excited about that because, if I remember correctly, you have not or had not seen this movie. You know, even the, the watching it both times today, I was like, this all seems familiar. <laughs> but I don't have any, like, concrete memories of gotcha. seeing this as a kid. So there's a, there's a, pos- a possibility I watched it. I would have been... Uh, twelve when this movie came yeah, out. Yeah, ninety. See, that's you know what? It's so funny. I'm glad we just. I'm glad you just did the math because I think that's why it strikes with me. And it's so funny because, well, I guess I'll go into it. I was gonna have you give me your opinion first, but no, I'll go, go ahead. Yeah, I'll Roll go up. into it. Um, yeah. I mean, the kids are about ten years old, if I remember correctly, in the movie, and so that strikes about right right where I was in my life. And I think that's why, like when I was younger. I identified with all the zany characters in this movie and like all the kids, like, I'm like, Oh my God, it's my boy, red tad. It's my boy, the Terminator. Like it's hot hands. Like I was fuck, I was loving it. I was loving every little bit of it. <laughs> no, I definitely, the only one I remember is the little tiny nerdy kid who kept being, you know, he, they kept cutting in scenes of him, like just doing funny stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that was the only time where I was like, yeah, that kid seems familiar. Like that <laughs> scene but maybe it's just from the preview or something. I don't know. Maybe maybe you talking about the Terminator. You might be right. That's his name. Yeah, the I, kid yeah. with the snot bubble. You're, <laughs> you're definitely gonna have to correct my uh, my names today. I I have a, I have Kevin and uh, damn I forgot his name already. <laughs> so look, I've done I've seen this movie so many times, right? Like I was so happy to just enjoy it. Um, I honestly did not have to really leave any notes. So you might have to correct me with how hmm. it plays out, so to speak. But I can lead us. I can lead us through it based off of how many times I've seen this fucking nice. movie. And I literally just finished it like maybe an hour ago. So yeah, I think um, it should be good. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so obviously we open the movie with, and I always think it's a fun little sequence, right? They take the little, uh, like the what's it called? I guess like a chalkboard type feel, right? Where you see like the field and you see the um, oh, yeah. the X's and O's being drawn as part of the title sequence. It's kind of it's kind of cute, I guess I should say. 
Um, and then it opens up on, I think we open up on the, uh, tryouts, right? There's that scene before where, uh, the two, when they're kids, they're kids, the two adults, Kevin and Danny O'Shea O'Shea. in this town. You're you're right. The O'Shea brothers. And it's, it's clear that, um, uh, Kevin O'Shea, the older brother, who's, uh, Ed O'Neill is the jock, right? He's the one who gets all the glory. He's the the alpha male of the family when it comes to the testosterone and the athleticism and poor Danny O'Shea played by Rick Moranis, who is another, he's another guy that whenever I see him on screen, like I just start to feel a type of way because like, I guess he's in so many of my childhood favorite movies. Yep. Yep. I just feel the same way. I miss Rick Moranis. Like he was in uh, Ghostbusters, a small part. And then I loved Honey, I Trump the Kids as a kid. Yep. So that was like huge. Yep. Um, and then apparently he didn't make many movies after this because his wife died in 1991 and he decided yep. that he was just didn't want to fly back and forth to Hollywood to, yep. he wanted to stay with his kids. So that's a real dad move. That's a pro that's level cr- dad move. Dude, seriously, everything, everything, <laughs> exactly. Everything about Rick Moranis I love. And you're right. Like knowing that backstory, it, it kind of endears him even more because it's like, you don't realize that small, small frame of how many movies he was in. And impactful movies, I guess I should say, for him to just stop like that, right? Like Ghostbusters, like you mentioned, and another one, another favorite of mine is almost like a guilty pleasure because when I was younger, I couldn't stand musicals. Oh, but Little Shop, <laughs> look at your face, Little Shop of Horrors. I think I I try to put it on almost every Halloween now. No, my older, I definitely my older know sister, that movie. But... Yeah, my older sister loved musicals. I hated them. So I tried to hate that movie, mm-hmm. but I fucking love it. And like it's when so I turn, hard. when I yeah, when I put it on as an adult, I love it even more. And yeah. I find myself singing the songs, and I'm like, God damn it, you got me, Rick Moranis. That's nice. a good one. I kind of <laughs> forgot he was in that one, honestly. I don't know why, but uh, I was thinking you were going to say Strange Brew because I was about to mention oh, that he was, oh, like, Bob and Doug. Seen he was. Movie. Oh man, now we gotta watch this. This is an ultimate. <laughs> is that the next dad movie? callback? No. <laughs> I think we card. just figured it out. I've never All seen right. Strange Brew. That's a wild old movie. It's from like '82, something. Very oh, Canadian. Shit. All right. Is it? Is okay. does it fit? If it fits the podcast, we're doing it because we'll talk about I mean, it later. I think it does, just because it's a it's like a PG-13 movie, and it's you know got Rick Moranis in it. What's going to go wrong there? Oh, that's crazy. Six degrees. We're starting to six degrees of separation in this thing. But anyways, let's keep moving here. So, uh, yeah, it's established. One's a jock and one's the nerd of the family, uh, which, you know, leads to this sibling rivalry. And he Um, doesn't pick Danny. That's like, yeah, even young Kevin is still a dick. Like he's still a dick. Yeah. That's what I caught from this part. (laughs) I was like, man, he's he's an asshole. (laughs) He's a dick. He's a dick. And um, yeah, so he goes on to get all the glory, just like you mentioned. He doesn't even pick his own brother type of thing <laughs> when you, you know, in the lineup when he's playing pickup games. Um, and then it fast forwards, I guess, to all the kids that are um, uh, trying out, right? And uh, yep. Danny O'Shea has a daughter who's a uh, tomboy. That's that's Becky. Becky Icebox O'Shea Definitely. is trying out for the local um, kids team, right? The local child's team, because now... Uh, Damn it! What's uh, what's uh, what's uh, Ed O'Neill's name again? Kevin. 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 Yeah, Kev- Kevin. O- <laughs> Kevin O'Shea's the hot shot, right? Yep. He's the uh, he's the was it two or three time high school all all star or champion? College uh, champion. He's uh, a college Heisman champion. Winner. He's a Heisman Trophy winner, and now he set out to win the the Pee Wee football championships for the town. So he for is the state for the state. Is- I'm sorry. 
So like, no, I'm just the only reason I want to correct that. Cause the first time through this movie, I was like, what are they doing? What is the plot of this movie? And then like the second time around, I was like, Oh wait, he says it right there. We're going to get a team for this town to win the state peewee championships. State peewee and I was championships. Like, because I couldn't understand what the hell they were doing just playing one game. I was like, what is one this thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, so that, that's good. That's good. So okay. uh, they do the tryouts. Obviously, all the nerdy kids don't make it, right? They, they try out and get cut same day. Harsh, harsh. Yeah, there's some <laughs> funny stuff in there, like the kid with the jelly, peanut butter jelly in the helmet. In his helmet, he's using it as a lunchbox. Yeah, the, gro- the grossest part for me, which I think got a gross for my kids when they watched it, was... Uh, he said, you can't catch anything. He's like, I caught a cold. Check it out. And he's like sneezes on him or cocks a loogie on him. Yeah. He, he, he does the, uh, the old farmer's handkerchief. He's oh, like, I, he's like, I uh, caught a cold and fucking blow snot all over that kid. Yeah. It's gross. <laughs> that was, it's that was my gross. boy. Hot hands. Yeah. Hot hands. <laughs> hot hands. Uh, but there's a lot there. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of funny shit. You get to meet all the characters. And unfortunately, like I said, all of our nerdy kids, uh, don't make it. They don't make the team. And um, I, they don't really seem too down on their luck type of thing. I guess it's really more Becky that kind of takes yeah, it hard. Yeah, it only right? seems her that takes it hard, doesn't it? Like, yeah. everybody else yeah. is like, whatever, we'll just go back to whatever the hell we were doing before. Exactly. We'll just go back to being kids. It doesn't really take them too hard. But this is Becky's thing, right? I mean, her uncle passed on her. Even yeah. though it is observed that she's one of the better players out there, it's because she's a girl. And he basically tries to choose her destiny. Yeah. It's like only because she's a girl. That's only like the only reason. And the yeah. only reason why is because she's a girl and he doesn't pick her. I guess he thinks he's doing her a favor. I don't know. He's got, he's got his own views, right? Some people are still like that. But my only, this is where I start like nitpicking this dumb movie. <laughs> is that, like why he only picks 11 people and he has to form a team. A whole so team. they have to play Iron Man football. Yep. And if he just picked the other people, they'd have some subs. Nope. All nope. big players, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Why would he do that? This is so real like, football. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess the real reason is if they had tw- uh, 42 kids in the cast, there would be way too many kids. Yeah. Or something. That's, that's probably the problem. Because even, <laughs> yeah. even with our nerdy kids, I could probably count. I think there's probably about seven or eight of them. And there was a couple uh, fill-ins there, but yeah. Right. Even on the Nerdy Kids team, I, I saw kept seeing a kid named Viper on the back of his shirt. And I was like, who the fuck is Viper? That's Johnny. That's the oh. funny thing. Yeah, that's the funny thing. Like, Johnny's actually, like, a kind of a main character if you look at the story arc. <laughs> it's just he doesn't have a lot of speaking points other than they establish his dad's not there for him. Is that the case? Yeah, that's we Johnny. Should have, we should have, like, Vi- one of those charts. He's got Viper on his <laughs> He's the Viper. Okay. Of course, he should have like should have said, "Dad's not there on his back." It would have made more sense to me. Latchkey, fucking call him Johnny Latchkey. Yeah. One thing I did want to point out about that scene with Becky, though, is this movie has like peak '90s, like sad music. Yeah. Like there's no there's no um there's no modern songs in this thing. There's no songs from the '90s, songs from the '50s. It's all like orchestral, real like. I, I, it's a, I think this is a Spielberg produced movie. I know it's by Amblin Entertainment. I think. Okay. So it has know. that like yeah. grand vibe to it. Like they, you know, they wanted to make it timeless or something. But when yeah. she's when she's all sad about it, it's like the saddest piano music you've ever heard. Oh yeah, man, you feel it. You really feel Becky. You, I feel all of Becky's, you know, pain in this movie. Right? It's like I identified, even though I'm not a female. Right? I just identified kind of that ten year old going through these types of things. Right? Her world is crushed. It's her mm-hmm. dream to play football. She doesn't get picked. Um, 
And so then it moves on to um, her going to, she gets teased, right? They get teased by the kids who, who make it, right? The, yeah, I, uh, I can't remember if this scene comes before or after, but the, the mean kids come up and they, they ask her if she pees standing, standing up. Standing up, yeah, she's pees standing up. And the line is, hot, when she's hot to trot, she's still got a squat. Still got a squat. And I'm like, what the hell does that even mean? Like, what is hot? I thought hot to trot meant something else, but uh, so it's all I. <laughs> so, no, so did i oh also one of these kids does get called a dork by the way and i'm like oh goes that bad. word again it goes that word again and we're you just now missed we're it your 94. entire life now we're in 94 yeah and it's yeah. like they do not emphasize that dork means dick right they just yeah. call him a dork right yeah. and i'm thinking dork like nerd like i'm used to at that age <laughs> but apparently this kid's calling him a penis and i'm just like oh guys come on <laughs> is that the one like oh you know intertwining theme of our our shows is that the word dork the or evolution of dork <laughs> we almost got to count how many times we see dork in these movies here's another one that's another, the third movie with dork another in it. dork sighting another dork sighting. <laughs> so many dorks um but yeah, so you got the you got the cool kids who made the Dallas oh not Dallas sorry who made the oh. Cowboys the, <laughs> the legally uh, what's not the, name the, of the town Cowboys. what's the name of the town again oh, I keep trying to think of this it's something Ania Urbana Urbana Urbania Urbania the Urbania Cowboys I kept, I kept thinking it was Urbana because that's yeah, a town so in that. Illinois yeah but it's dude Urbania, it has to be though be, well it's in Ohio. That's all I know because that's got, yeah, it's Ohio because of that map. John because Madden of, draws later. Map John Madden. <laughs> that's why I was like, is where were they? I was like, I come look at the map. Okay. Got it. Uh, but anyways, uh, so the, the Urbania Cowboys come over and kind of raz, raz the nerds, get Becky all riled up at their sweet clubhouse, right? At their su- like... it's extremely sweet clubhouse. Once again, yeah. there's another cool, it's not even the eighties, but it's the cool kid <laughs> hangout, right? Yep. And she, so cool. uh, this is where she chases them off on the, on the, uh, on the, uh, go-kart. the uh, go-kart. She chases them off That's on the go-kart. That's a sick go-kart. It's a sweet go-kart. She is tearing ass around she, that town. It's wildly dangerous, the shit she does. Like, she's like. <laughs> I thought the same thing. She's, she's performing pit maneuvers on these kids. <laughs> she's hitting their wheels and they're flying into the creek. Man, she, she would definitely be charged with assault. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, she smacks one kid in the face with her little Davy Crockett raccoon yeah. tail, and he's like, ah, and he loses control and literally face plants onto a fucking like dead stump or some shit, and like goes over his handlebars. I'm like, that kid has a concussion. <laughs> yeah, that's she's ice cold. That must be why we they call her Icebox. Icebox, Icebox is straight up murdering kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, she vows to start her own team, and. uh just like any other uh, coach out there who's listening or <laughs> parent who's had volunteer, you usually get suckered into it. <laughs> but that's kind of how I started too. Uh, but yeah, so then she sucks. She gets her dad, who knows nothing about sports, to coach uh, her ragtag bunch of uh, kids, right? Starts with Becky, and then they start recruiting all the kids to the team. And that's how you kind of start meeting all the kids one by one. Uh, awkward pause. I know. Awkward pause, but it's all good. No, see, this is when they start running down the list and picking up the kids. You got the kid who, who's kicking kickballs, and they try to turn him into a kicker. <laughs> That's right. And I thought that kid was supposed to be good, like that. that was, <laughs> like when I uh, watched it, I was like, "Oh, he's kicking. He's like super into kicking. Like this is the kicker kid." It turns out he's not good. I'm like so confused. He, he literally just keeps kicking Johnny in the dick every time he kicks the ball. <laughs> it is dork. <laughs> 
Oh, um, so so this kid's a terrible kicker. He's the first, he's literally the first kid they recruit. This is our fantasy football come to life. Like you don't kick a you don't you don't draft a kicker for the first round, and they drafted their kid as a kicker, so they're immediately off to a bad start of the kids that they're recruiting for this. Yeah, team. and uh, I think at this point he he dumps out like the uh, band of reject sports equipment that he has oh, they have yeah. to use. Yeah, and they're sniffing jock straps, and they're wearing all kinds of shit. But what I did, so one kid's fully dressed as a cowboy. Yep, that's and that's I was like, boy. "That's my boy." Uh, what was his name? They called him uh, shit. I uh, saw it on the back of his jersey. Yeah, it doesn't say cowboy like it should. No, no, no. It's like fuck. I just wrote. I just had it in my. His name head. is Timmy Moore. Yeah, Timmy Moore. Something I can't remember what they call more. him. Simply, give me the yeah, ball more. Yeah, but on his jersey it said something else. He's number oh. six. Okay, and I just remember they ran, that. Up his, they ran up his back. <laughs> but the fact that it didn't—he wouldn't just make his whole family wore cowboy stuff the whole time. The kids' nickname was cowboy. How was it not? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's like rootin' tootin' or some shit. I can't remember what it, it was. should have been. I don't. know. Maybe it is. <laughs> um, yeah, there's some funny stuff when they're trying try to train there. Um, and then there's they even get the, the other kid gets delivered. The little tiny kid gets delivered by his mom. His mom, yeah. Yeah, and I, and she was like, we were we were all held up because he had a cold. And she's an yep. overprotective mom. Overprotective. Then, for some reason, the little joke that made me laugh is every kid runs away, and when she comes in, and they all go, ah, it's a mom. It's a mom, yeah, because they're in their underwear. Oh, that's right. Uh, they were all in their underwear, getting ready to put on the jock straps and all the equipment. But was Icebox there? That's questionable. No, she wasn't there. <laughs> she I'm was almost positive conveniently she was off not screen. There. Yeah, okay. she was in the girls' room. They probably thought of everything in this movie. They did. This movie thinks of everything. Um, I had a mom like that, by the way, though. Coaching. Oh, yeah. Kind of coaching. Full disclosure, we talk about all this coaching. I am one of those dads who's been suckered into coaching. I've been doing it for a while now. Uh, only the first year was I suckered into it. And then after that, it's kind of it flows. And I've been doing it ever since. But um, shit, man. Dylan's 12 now. Uh, I've been coaching her since she was probably six. It's probably been about six years, man. She started at six. Started. Yeah, yeah. Be, uh, in basketball, yes. Basketball is the first sport that I coached her in, and that was um, that was when she was six. And I think Xander, so Xander was four in soccer, so I started there too. Yep, we should have started, I guess, already, but we can't get these kids interested in anything. Did you have to I, force them into soccer or basketball or anything? Or I wouldn't say force. Um, it's more of a let them know that it's an option type of thing. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if you're anything like I was, but when I grew up, it was it was slim pickings. I wasn't able to play shit, so it was one of those things where it's oh, like, hey, I played ev- I played everything once. I played yeah. football twice, basketball forever, baseball for about ten years. Played roller hockey. I played. Uh, I think that's about it. But yeah. tried every sport once. Yeah, and and my dad was the coach most of the time. He was my coach in basketball the, almost the whole time. Um, and then so. It was like he was the coach, and then I left that team and went to play in a church league, and it was another uh-huh. guy. But yeah. my dad knew him, so okay. like there was this real like, you know, you're you're the you're a coach's son. You play a certain way, kind of yep. un, yep. unsaid. But yeah. uh, it was like, don't don't mess around in practice. Don't be the kid that goofs off. That's know, right. That's right. That's the coach's kid. Yeah. If, if for me, for me, I just moved around a lot. It wasn't like yeah. you know, it wasn't like we were less than. It's just I moved around a lot, and me getting into anything was hard, right? I played a few sports. I played like soccer one year and baseball one year, but I royally sucked ass. And then we kept moving. Yeah, we kept moving. <laughs> I was better at soccer because I liked to run, 
Yeah. Uh, but my, my team was terrible. Uh, baseball, I stunk at because I just, I don't know. I, it's too much standing around, I guess. It wasn't active enough. And I, I was terrible. The ball, man. I, I couldn't, couldn't throw. They put my ass in the outfield. You know what they do to the kids who can't throw? They put you in right field to play with the fucking yeah. daisies and the butterflies. That's one of my only memories of, of practicing in baseball is I'm in, I'm in left field, actually. And I'm like playing in the dirt. And the coach was like, shoemaker, get up. And he like cranks one over my head. And I still almost got it. You know what I mean? I was like, off the dirt, in the glove, run to the fence. And I was close. But, you know, whatever. Screw I you. sucked. Yeah. The, <laughs> most, <laughs> the most youth, youth sports is, is my kids. I, I just played, you know, pickup and stuff like that. Basketball out in the streets. But, um, yeah, my kids, it's been, uh, you know, organized basketball. I did soccer and that's what I'm coaching for them. And basketball is my favorite. I've kind of committed to just doing that. So every winter nice. I'm typically coaching them in that. But um, yeah, so so that that brings me to, I guess, why this movie is a little bit different for me now, right? Looking at it as a coach and a father, um, I just look at it through a different lens. And a lot of the stuff that um, Danny O'Shea was going through, I was like, damn, man, I'm in, the, I'm in my fields right now looking at this shit. <laughs> yeah, it is funny how like, you know, this is like the two versions of like kids coaching one is like you treat them like they're like adult players and they got to be coached and they're they're you know and the other one is you you worry about their feelings and like you yep. know and even when i was, was playing as a kid like there's rules like every kid had to play in certain mm-hmm. rec leagues i mean rectally yeah rec league is like that still yeah every kid's got to play a certain amount you got to put them all in you know that's almost all the only thing the coach does at some point is make sure you get all the kids get in and you're yep. still trying to win a little bit but you know yeah got to make sure that little timmy gets to play Yep, that's rec league, man. That's what I'm I wouldn't want to deal with all the other parents, though. That's the these parents in this movie seem very happy and fun, and, and like I feel like in a real rec league, you might have to deal with some people. It all depends. It all depends. And I've been doing it enough that you you know some of your favorite parents, and you keep picking them. Yeah, I keep I yeah. keep trying to pick their kids, but uh, yeah, nice. no, it's 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 all good. I don't have any complaints. Um, what was I going to say? Um, so we so we left off with. Um, they're doing like the introductions of the players at like Rick Moranis's house. I think is, is a, oh, no, no, no. Oh, sorry, forgot yeah. a very, forgot a very big point. The the new kid, uh, they discovered Junior. Yep. Uh, junior. I don't know how yeah. nobody has ever ever heard he of new? Junior. Yeah. Uh, is he I new to town? I, I think so. I. You know what? I didn't pick up on that point. If he was new, I'm pretty sure he is. Because like, basically, uh, Becky and the the other crew right the little what become known as the little giants are recruiting all the rejects of the town and yeah. they just happen to be in the supermarket where becky's walking around housing powdered donuts <laughs> like a champ um and, fucking like, and they run across uh junior just throwing toilet paper rolls down the aisle and apparently he's got the strongest arm they've ever seen so they found their quarterback yeah he's uh he's dreamy too you know uh, devin devin be, sawa he can't be new he can't be new because I'm pretty sure Becky's like, wow. Well, she goes, well, actually, he might be. She said, what a hunk. It's almost like the first time she laid eyes on him. Yeah, and nobody, the three other kids that were there in the store, too, didn't seem to know who he was. And he, yeah. his dad is is out of the picture. So maybe he was living with his dad or something and came to live with his mom. That's the only thing something that makes sense. Like that. It's, it's or, something like that. This movie just forgot about that. That's it's possible. possible. <laughs> we, we, I might need to watch it again because I didn't think about that little tidbit. What I will tell you is, so we've established Becky has got the hots for Junior. Then uh-huh. we find out that Junior's mom is um, an old classmate of Becky's dad. 
And yes. like, uh, so, so Danny, Danny O'Shea had a crush on her back in the day. And, and Jesse and I watched this movie together. So I, the kids were off doing their own thing, but Jesse and I watched it. I stopped at this point and I really want to dig into this. So are you familiar with double cousins? Uh, no, no. Okay. So a double cousin, <laughs> <laughs> this is so great. A double cousin is say there's one family and they have a set of, you know, a son and a daughter, another family, totally separate family has a son and a daughter. If those two kids get together, right? Like uh-huh. son on one side, daughter on the other, daughter on the other. You know what I mean? If they get together, when they have kids, those are known as double cousins. Right? I guess. Is this like blood... your second cousins or something? No, no, dude. It's first, literally first cousins. It's no, it's that is separate. That is different. I think oh. that's a generational thing. Apparently this double cousin thing is a thing. I first okay. heard about this like a few months ago. Somebody at my job mentioned, and I was like, what the hell is a double cousin? I had to look it up. So what I'm saying is I know now know what a double cousin is after looking it up. If Danny O'Shea and, and junior's mom get together and they have kids and then fast forward. Cause these are 10 year olds, but if, <laughs> but if Becky, if Becky junior oh, get together gotcha. and they have kids, is that double cousins too? Is that quadruple cousins? Is that I don't know what that is, but you're you're basically brother know. and sister. Yeah, I, I've I've heard this that scenario before where it's like, oh, now like you know, say the the kids got together, yeah. and then later later in life, maybe the parents like said they're going to get married too, yeah. and it's like, did I marry my sister? Like yeah. <laughs> my stepsister? I guess I did. Yeah. Stepsister, comma wife. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, like they're not even together, but they've obviously got the hots for each other. And it's like we're getting in some deep Pornhub categories. I think is what we're doing. I watched this last night. Deep, deep in there. Um, Also, I want to point out. uh, Let's see. No, we haven't gotten there yet. Um, All these moms are looking hot, though. Real '90s mom vibe going. '90s moms. '90s wardrobes are weird, though. Like they're all attractive, yeah. good-looking people, but the clothes are so unflattering. They're just it is so weird big how they funny. all like floppy and flat. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, you don't even have to overly sexualize it. It's just none of these outfits do these women any favors. Like they're all attractive-looking women, good-looking women. It's just the outfit. They all look like school teachers or something. Like they do all look like third-grade <laughs> teachers, man. It's exactly. crazy. Yeah, like elementary school kids, like. <laughs> That's what it looks well, I guess like. it, this is a you know a kids movie, so maybe yeah, they're not going to yeah. sexualize the mom or whatever. But, sure, sure, sure. Um, it was actually the other mom I was going to bring up, uh, uh, Kevin O'Shea's wife. Okay, yeah. Um, do you recognize her from any of our movies? Ooh, damn it! I don't. Now you got to tell me. She's a classic mom. She's the mom in Monster Squad. Oh my God, we just watched that movie. Also, also learning if you go through Wikipedia. Also, the mom in the Goonies. What she has, she's got the mom role locked up, dude. What is her name? <laughs> uh, well, her name's Karen in this movie. Oh my uh, god, off the we Rick gotta Moran's find how Wikipedia many movies page. she plays the mom. This is typecasting to the max, it's so funny. So funny, well, yeah. I think it might just be like, I think because Goonies is a Spielberg produced movie, and so is this uh, movie, so they're just like, go with the people we know. <laughs> You're the mom. You're the mom. Why Her name is look- Mary Ellen Trainer. Okay. Megan Trainer? She's all about no. that base? Oh, no trouble. 
<laughs> but, no, no she, her only other role that's major is uh, she was the psychiatrist in Lethal Weapon. Ah, okay. Like she's the one that uh, Mel Gibson goes to, like, he's because he's crazy. He's crazy. <laughs> that's awesome. Anyway, nice little, nice little tidbit. So yeah. where are we? And now we got we got the family. So now that we've just, we've discovered Junior, uh, I think now there's like a little bit of training with Junior. Oh, it's got to be training with Junior, right? Yeah, yeah. They bring him out there. He starts playing around with the crew, and they they you know they're starting to get into their groove. That that's when they really start getting into practice, and they have um, they're they're starting to get so good that they're getting the attention of Kevin O'Shea, who starts spying on them. Right. Yeah, I think I think he learns about Junior, and he has he to go over and check him out. He comes to check him out. He comes to check him out, and um, it's so funny because uh, Danny O'Shea catches him in the woods looking at him with uh, binoculars, and so they hit the little gag on him where they're like, okay, guys, we're going to run the super secret play <laughs> and get yeah. them all riled up, and they really go over around the corner and get on a pay phone, I'm pretty sure, or maybe it was just the phone in the, in the garage, and they call the cops, and they're like, hey, there's some creepy guys in the woods looking yeah. at kids. <laughs> I like I like this scene. He, Rick yeah. Moranis does a good job here. Really, he lays into this old lady voice. Yeah, he's like, I don't, I don't know why they have their their pants on down <laughs> or whatever. And then even the little kid next to him like says yeah. a few lines like, yeah, the cowboy care. kid. You know, it, it's good. It's a good. It's, gag, it's good. Oh, but real quick, real quick, back to the equipment because we didn't talk about it too much. Yeah, they're sniffing jock straps, but like these kids don't even have football helmets. Like it's like. <laughs> Some of them have bicycle helmets. That's my boy Rad Tad's got a bicycle helmet. Fucking uh, what's his name? The gas man. The kid. Hey, he's got a Darth Vader helmet he's or part of a Darth Vader. Vader helmet. Just just the not the mask. No mask. Yeah. Just like the actual helmet. Uh, he's got a Darth Vader helmet. You got hockey helmets. You guys. And that's that's one of the things rough. that made me. I know it's a I know it's a funny movie, but like they have those helmets up until like the day before, or maybe even in the locker room going to the game. Like yeah. they had prepared to play in Darth Vader helmets. Yeah, and and the cowboy kid had his <clears throat> straw cowboy hat. Like he didn't yeah. have a helmet. He never even picked up any equipment. He's just rocking it. He's got guns on his belt. He's, yeah, he you know, does. He's playing football in cowboy boots. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Love everything. So, it. Yeah. it is funny, but man, as an adult, you're like, come on, come oh, on, man. <laughs> well, get this. Somebody get this kid something. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so, oh, and that's when Terminator shows up in like the fucking like foam. Like he's wearing. He's like got like yeah. the foam from the inside. That's of, like, a good one too. That kid. <laughs> The kid's a good physical actor, man. He comes he bobbling is. in in this foam roll. And he's like, he says, like, my mom didn't think there was enough pads on me. Yeah, or something. My, my mom says, I didn't have enough padding. <laughs> so good. So good. Um, but yeah, so uh, Kevin O'Shea spying on the kids. I'm trying to think of what part is next after, the, uh, after they see Junior. Is this when they cut to the, uh, the new kid in town? This is the real. Um, it's close to that. I think uh, they cut back to uh, Kevin O'Shea's house, and he does. He goes like, "Oh yeah, good, good thinking on them for, uh, you know, for calling the state cops, not the local cops, not the know? local cops." And I was like, "Yeah, this is a good plan, man." Lair's <laughs> there. They thought of everything. Somebody in the thought of everything on that part of everything. Um, so I have next that they they have, they have the car wash to try to raise money for the new equipment. Yeah, and evil assistant coach shows up, who is yeah. like. Such a dick in this movie. He the is. assistant coach. Yeah. Man, I hate this guy. Yeah. He, like he, pull, he pulls up in the LeBaron to the car wash. <laughs> yeah. Got the convertible LeBaron. 
and he's all, you know, talking trash. You, you might as well quit, Danny, while you're ahead. You're never going to beat Kevin and blah, 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 blah. And then Danny gets another one in. Danny's like, oh, hey, you're the 100th customer. You get a free you're car a free wash. wash. They yeah. straight up hose him, him down and they straight up, they douse him in water and soap as he drives away <clears> in his <throat> convertible LeBaron. I don't even yeah, know if it's a, LeBaron. Just... It's a classic fun kids kids movie move right yeah. there. I think the, I think I saw Emmy and Eli enjoying that part. Okay. Um, they were la- they would be laughing and then they would get distracted and all of a sudden they'd be playing with balloons or something and like yeah. they would like Dad you gotta watch come on guys come back here and watch the football movie with me and yeah. then they get into it for like ten minutes yeah and then they lose they lose interest again yeah. But they, yeah that's about how they do with every movie so this sure. this is a good this is good keeping their attention and they they laughed at some of the jokes yeah. so, you know it it'd be interesting to when they get older to try it again right like. Both yeah. of my kids kind of just like checked in, right? They do their own thing. They're either playing Minecraft somewhere or playing on a Chromebook or something. What are you guys watching? Little Giants? Oh, man, this movie's great. And then it's like, leave. They don't sit down and watch it. They just leave because they've seen it before. And they okay. remember some of the parts and they just kind of touch and go. But I would love to watch it again, especially with Dylan, my oldest, my daughter, 12 years old. This movie's got to be that much funnier to her. So I would love to watch it with her again. Yep. Um, but yeah, um, so... So are we now the water, the, uh, the water fight, so to speak at the, um, at the car wash. And then shortly, shortly thereafter is when there's, there's like a, a gentleman's bet going on right at the local, at the local diner with the yeah, old guys. It's tough to figure out what these old guys are doing. Yeah. Like they both, they have the odds for another game up on the board yep. earlier. It's like Ohio state plus 14 over Illinois. And then so then they put up Cowboys plus 40 over uh whatever the no name for the team it says, yeah, i think it said danny's boys <laughs> yeah danny's boys so one guy's like they're you know cowboys definitely gonna crush him and the yeah. other old guy goes i'll sleep outside if these danny boys don't win and i was like what kind of bet is this old guy making man <clears throat> that's like the craziest bet anybody's ever made does he know they don't have any clothes <laughs> like, like, i don't know but apparently he's <laughs> all in he loves it he was right i, I couldn't <laughs> believe he would take that side so hard <laughs> that's crazy he was like, what did he say? He said he was going to sleep outside for like a month or some crazy shit or something. Yeah, he was like, you heard me. Everybody heard me, right? I'll sleep outside for a month. I'm like, no, man, you shouldn't make that bet. You're going to die out there. I wonder what he won in the end. I wonder what he won. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But he, he got he a took... 40, 40 to 1 on this old man. He probably won his whole retirement or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so I think. One of them tries to sabotage it. He was like uh, the new the new, the new, new kid in town. Um, What the hell's the guy's name? Uh, Spike. They call him Spike. Well, they, so in that scene, they both both old men are calling the opposite team, right? Yep. They do. Yeah. They 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 get them one more time to compete against each other to recruit. Yeah. To like quickly recruit the new. And I think that out. scene is just to the old men just like wanting something funny to happen. They want these exactly. old, these two people to do it. Yep. Exactly. Because then they they both get out there in their cars and mm-hmm. uh uh Ed O'Neill's in his uh, Corvette and uh. Rick Moranis is in his like, kids go kart, go kart, <laughs> which is a funny move. But yeah. then you hear you hear them at the diner say, "Oh, he's in the go kart." Like they're watching. Yeah. They're like, "Yeah, it's crazy. Doesn't make yeah. any sense, but it's awesome." <laughs> <laughs> sure. So they race. They, sure. They, yeah, they literally race to get to this kid uh, Spike's house. Um, they get to a uh, railroad crossing, and the Corvette gets stifled, and uh, Danny O'Shea gets to ride underneath the fucking safety barrier and, 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 and just barely make it across and, and get to the other side of town, the other side of the tracks to get to, to get to uh spike's house. 
And yep. this is this is the kid who's been bred to play football, right? He's been pushing a football around with his forehead since he was four months old. And what did yep. he say? He did like his first like push up at eighteen months or some stupid shit. He's like the the Brian Bosworth of Pee Wee, <laughs> like or the Todd Marinovich. His dad yeah. has created the ultimate Pee Wee uh, football player. Uh, he comes out carrying a fridge. Yep. He like he 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 looks like he's made of muscle. Yep. He's um, literally but, he's literally moving the house. He's moving the he's moving the family in. This fucking kid's like. 10 and this years must old. be the world's longest train because Ed O'Neill never shows up. He never shows is, up. <laughs> is one of my pro- other like major yeah. plot holes in this movie. Yeah. So so uh, Danny is like, oh yeah, I'm I'm Coach O'Shea. Wink, Coach you know, O'Shea. He, and he just says, cool. But that none of this makes sense. Like this nope. this is the worst plot hole in the movie. Nope. This this guy. <laughs> Not at all. The dad says he moved to this town for the Pee Wee football. Yep. And, but yet he doesn't recognize like the main guy who's doing the PB football in the, in the town. Doesn't make no sense. clue. It doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> at all. It doesn't. <laughs> it felt like they could have, they could have done another draft on that part. You know what I mean? They tried a little bit harder on that little, because bait, honestly it doesn't and switch. They, so they, they take him back to like the, the ragtag practice area. Yeah. And he just hates everyone. He, he is immediately, hating. Immediately is an asshole. Yes. What he's, he, well, first of all, he establishes himself as an extreme loser. Talks about himself in the fucking third person. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, it is crazy. Spike's in hell. Spike's Spike doesn't like this. <laughs> yeah, Spike doesn't like. Spike don't play with girls. Did you hear me? Spike don't play with girls. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he likes, he like tells her to go away. That's a real sad. That's real sad. He tells her to go away. <laughs> Spike don't play with girls. And yeah, that's kind of when some of the pieces start to crack with, uh, with Becky. She starts her story arc is she starts to, you know, she's smitten with junior. She starts to feel some of her feminine side. You know what I mean? And yep, she wants boys to like her. And these are some of the cracks that start to unfold. She starts to think her dad doesn't believe in her because he's, he's all about spike, right? Danny O'Shea is trying to get spike on the team so that he can win this game so bad. That's another notch in her confidence. Um, and then I guess the final blow is a little bit later when uh, Kevin O'Shea kind of, you know, has the talk with her at the diner where he's basically yeah. like. So I don't, so the, that's another thing. I don't think this, this like fits with Danny O'Shea's character that he would like want to bring in Spike at all costs, like to yeah. win. It yeah. just seemed, it just seemed a little weird that like, I guess that's what they're saying is maybe he's losing focus of what he was yep. trying to do. <clears throat> he's like getting a little crazy doing anything to win. Yep. But and it, hey, it does set up that Spike is a complete maniac and you got to do is, that, I guess. He, he, he is. He is. But yeah, to that point, that's exactly what Danny's struggling with. And that's what I'm saying. Watching this movie is weird because yes, I, I, I volunteer as a rec league coach and it's a fine balance, right? When it comes to just like you brought up earlier, um, you know, letting everybody participate and letting everybody play and letting everybody have a good time trying to win but winning isn't the only thing and and that you know i mean that that's part of what he was going for it's like you can kind of lose yourself in the competition and there's been times where you have to be like all right i'm trying too hard and that's kind of that's kind of what danny went through in my opinion luckily my teams never won i came in i never came in more than second ever in anything (laughs) dude so i'm here to tell you man like you know it is what it is and um i've had i've had teams where like my boys teams will win every game will lose like maybe one and these kids think their shit doesn't stink and then we lose the playoffs and then my girls teams i've had years where we've only won one game i've had no games won i mean it's i've seen i've seen all of it you know what i mean it's it's yeah 
it's a it's an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, and so you've been in the same area for your kids' whole life, right? Like yep. ish. Okay. Yep. No, no, so, same house, same area, yeah. all of it. So when I was uh, like six or seven, started baseball. I was in uh, Roswell, Georgia, mm-hmm. and it was like little league baseball is like huge down there, and they got a lot of money for the parks and rec, and it's all nice fields and stuff. And there were pitchers down there. I swear they were throwing curveballs at eight years old. Like I didn't get a hit all year. Yeah. Like I didn't get one. Yeah. 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 And then I moved up to Stafford. It was like the next year. I was like nine to ten or uh-huh. something like that. And I was crushing home runs. Like yeah. I would be up, be like doo doo doo, boom. <laughs> so it just maybe it's just competition. Maybe I got That's a little true. better. That's but part of man, it. kids, kids sports is weird sometimes. And I've seen it in this area too. Like Reston. Reston, I'm here to tell you, their basketball organization is legit. And mm-hmm. they're one of those that have, kind of like Sterling Baseball, where they have a lot of travel participants yeah. and a lot of kids that are really, really good, and they just use rec as, like, training in the off-season. Really? And so they, okay. they come out there and they just straight crush teams because they're just that good. That's kind of what the baseball looks like. And that's, yeah, how, Reston, that that's, how, Reston, that's how Reston is. That's how Reston is. Like, we were playing rec, and we partnered with Dylan's team. Every Reston and Herndon team beat the shit out of us. Yeah. And like, we can only compete with each other out here in Sterling. Uh, but it's, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they had that as much when I was growing up. I think it, the, the whole rec or a whole sports things for kids have changed over the years, but like we, we only had rec or I guess we had travel teams for basketball. Mm-hmm. And that's really what happened is I got, I got to the age where I didn't make the high school basketball team and the guys on my like middle school rec team did make the high school basketball team wow so then then they couldn't play with us anymore because the coach was like i don't want you playing rec ball you're gonna get hurt yeah yeah then like the team got like we had to recruit some of the little giants you know to get on our team 100 percent, dude that's what i'm saying i see this like the kids who make it like because we're middle school age xander's almost there but we have our travel teams and it's like you see the talent get whittled out right all the mm-hmm. kids make travel, and then you get some of the ones who just are almost good enough and just need a little bit more, uh, you know, skills and a little bit more time to build their skills. But they're good enough to play. They just, you know, there's only so many spots. Yeah. So, so we basically divvy up that that talent. Everybody kind of picks those kids first, type of thing, because we do a draft every year, and okay. then, um, okay. yeah, and then you just go from there. But, um, yeah, like. There's probably about a handful of kids who deserve to be on rec. And then it all depends on what kind of, or excuse me, deserve to be on travel, but it all depends on their attitude. If they have a good attitude, they'll be great teammates because they'll, they'll be talented and you can work with them. But then you have the opposite. There's some parents who think they're too good and their shit don't stink. And then they mm-hmm. don't even want to, they don't even come to practice because they think they're better than everybody else. So part of being a coach is teaching them more than just basketball or more than just the sport. So anywho's now I'm off on a tangent, but so now we're at <laughs> well at some point at some point the little giants like kind of get a little better right there's some yeah. training montages where like i think they start they're throwing the uh, paper towel roll instead of a football and like they they're did. getting a little they better did for my boy hot hands because he couldn't yeah he couldn't catch shit so they started throwing yeah. a fucking paper towel roll and that's that's kind of the that's what kind of unlocked his abilities so to speak he gives it's sort of, except he's throwing with his dad in the backyard the night before the game and he can't catch crap either. Still can't catch shit. Come on, hands. Don't let us down. Tomorrow's the big game. He's fucking talking to his hands. It's great, man. 
it is funny how you, you can remember all the quotes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, Hot Hands kills me every time I see this <laughs> fucking movie. And the part where he puts the fucking stick em on. So, 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 now, <laughs> so now we're gearing up for the big game. I think we've kind of set everything up. But the big game. The, big oh, game, the, the only thing you got to leave, leave out is that the NFL players show up. You are a genius. Uh, oh, yeah. They're feeling, they're the like about thing. to quit. They're about that to quit. That was the last bit. Yep, yep. That yeah. was the last bit and then, right before the game. And then out of nowhere, uh, John Madden and his Madden Cruiser show up out of nowhere. Yeah. And they have uh, four NFL players, uh, Bruce Smith, Tim uh, Tim Brown, yep. uh, Emmett Smith. Uh, I, uh, remember no, the, I don't even think I don't even think Tim Brown was there, to be honest with you. I remember Tim Emmett Brown Cruiser. was in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was the one on the, the, the left. Like I don't know if he has a speaking role. Nope, he doesn't. But he is he in the picture. He doesn't. And yeah. I don't know who that offensive lineman is. I can't remember. Yeah, he's a big, big like uh, crew cut yeah. white guy. Yeah, I'm assuming he's an offensive lineman. Sorry for I looked it up there, but... one time, but I, I couldn't figure it out. I feel like the, all the kids said their names, but I just don't recognize who he is. Yeah, and so they each give him little lessons. You know, Emmett Smith talks about not giving up and running, yep. and then yeah. uh, Bruce Smith talks about intimidation. Intimidation <laughs> gives them some lessons on how to scare their team, which yeah. all come into play in the all, end, right? Yep. Of course, yeah, they all do. Um, the only other, and then uh, two things about this scene stick out. I don't know why. Uh, John Madden goes over to the smart kid working on the computer. Who yeah. I can't remember his name. Poindexter. Uh, ooh. He's not a player. He's only no, the coach. No. He's he's like he's like the coach. He's like the stra- offensive coach or some shit. Yeah, because that's what oh. Moranis recruits him as. I don't want you to play. I want you to drop some some plays for me. Yeah, and he's got like an Apple II computer uh, hooked into a Super Nintendo with a copy of John Super Madden Nintendo in it. Super Nintendo with Madden in it. You see Madden in there? The, and the a Madden printer on top. Which, <laughs> did you notice what was right next to Madden? It was a no. Big Johnson sticker. Oh. It was B- Big Johnson's uh, jam it in the hole, no matter how small the hole is or something. Oh, my God. That's, it, a, that's a fantastic <laughs> sticker. That's something you only see in the HD copy, I think. You know, that's I mean, crazy. VHS, you are getting that resolution. Um, so that's one thing. And for some reason, Bruce Smith's uh, cutoff sweatshirt looks like it's from the future to me. It's like <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, a Star Trek uniform that he's like wearing out there. Oh, 90s fashion God. is killing yeah. it. 90s me. fashion is crazy. Intimidation. So so all of this is happening, right? They're gearing up for the last game. But um simultaneously, this is the this is where Becky, or I guess I should say, um Kevin O'Shea puts that final nail in the coffin and trying to has that last talk to Becky at the diner where he basically uh-huh. tells her, Yeah, if you want to be a girly girl and you wanna and you wanna um or if you want junior to like you type of thing or guys like junior to like you uh he likes the girls like girly girls right he likes the cheerleaders and so you know the good part about that conversation if you can pick something silver lining was when becky asks uncle kevin she's like am i pretty and i was like man don't fuck this up (laughs) he was like no And then he goes, you're beautiful. And I was like, all right, man, that's good. You got uh, knock, her. You, knocked you, it out of the park. You got, you got her confidence there. Good job. Which, which kind of sucks for... He sabotaged his brother at the same time. Yeah. Which kind of sucks because I don't, it's like, I don't think he, he doesn't, he like obviously loves his family and stuff, but, but he's such like a one note character in this movie all up until that point. Yeah. It was like, it was like, oh, what's this going on here? It's like yeah. such a wild swing from yep. him to be like, yep. I really do care about her. And he starts to show some cracks later. Um, that's that's where it started. That's where it started. Yeah. That little moment right there is where it started. 
Because like even though even though realistically he was sabotaging his brother by taking away arguably their best player, yep, he didn't seem like it, like he didn't seem conniving. He seemed genuine yeah. in that moment talking to her. It was like a double edged sword. So it's like, damn, it's kind of a dick move, but he handled it. Even though I guess realistically he was manipulating the situation. Yeah, honestly, her, I didn't. I didn't think about him manipulating it as much when I was watching it the first time. Like I was yeah. like, oh, he's just being a, finally being a nice guy. It's weird. Exactly. But then you were like, oh yeah, he is taking her away. So yeah. that's fall. Yeah. yeah. Fallout is she becomes a cheerleader because he knew, he knew that she was the best player. Cause remember he had the whole tackling drill in his, uh, attic. Yep. Yep. It was like, she's she the only player the you need to worry about. And then he got the fuck it's a good scene. That got me great a good scene. laugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great scene. I, every, every time I see that scene, I'm like, what the fuck was he thinking? What do you think That's was exactly. going to happen? You can't, what was all, his... you can't tackle your wife in the middle of a fucking living room in front of the goddamn window. Like, what are you He's doing? He's going to knock her out the window. Oh, my God. So she plays the fucking matador defense on his ass yeah. and just moves out the way. And he goes straight out the window. Fucking racks himself on a tree limb. <laughs> Falls into the pool after that. Falls it's into classic. the pool. It's great. <laughs> so many years. And then that later is... they're watching it on a VHS replay. <laughs> they're like, so many times over and over again. They're like, watch this, watch this. That's <laughs> great. It's great. Have a laugh yeah. at his expense. Gotta humble him a little bit. So so now the kids are jazzed up. The little giants are jazzed up. They got their pep talk. Uh Rick Moranis or Coach Danny O'Shea comes in. He's got uniforms finally for these kids, like you mentioned. Now they got helmets and uniforms. Put all their names on the back. You got your boy Rad Tad, the Terminator. You got Gas Man. You got <laughs> you got them all. Yeah. Hot Hands, my boy Hot Hands Junior. The Vipers out there. Uh, it's great, man. They truly uh, all have nicknames. They do. It's catch. all nicknames on the back of their jerseys. <laughs> and you know, I googled. I'm like, oh shit, I gotta give me a Hot Man, Hot Hands jersey. Thirty seven dollars yeah. on eBay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, you know, they're all getting geared up to play. Um, yeah, and they're in the locker room, right? They're before yeah, the yep. game. They're in the. They're, all, they're in the. And they're getting the hyped room. up, and because the, the other team's getting hyped up too. Yep. Um, Giants, the, Giants, yeah. Giants. They're talking trash. They're all confident, and this is when they learn that Becky's going to be a cheerleader. Yeah, this is what I thought was kind of bullshit about this movie. Is like, why did she tell them then? Right and then. Like they're like, we're gonna win. Yeah, we got icebox, and then all of a sudden she walks in. Not guys, you're you're about to lose. What the hell? She's all dolled up. She's got her skirt on, her pom pom. She's like, good luck, guys. And they're like, well, we're dead. Well, because that was my problem with Ed O'Neill's speech. Is like he says, you know, he's the quarterback. He probably likes cheerleaders. Well, you don't know anything about this kid because yeah, he he he's not the normal quarterback. He's he's a nice kid. Remember, he's a nice kid. He's not. He's not. There's a, a jock. scene where. There's a scene where the two people are kissing out in the boat, and, and like, he, yeah, and they're like, "Oh, if I have to kiss, I'm not going to do it like that." And like, yeah, I, yeah. I would do it with someone like you who's nice. And like, so they're yeah. already, they're yeah. already getting together a little bit on yeah, their exactly. own. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But Becky's about to get friend zone just because she's a she's a uh, tomboy is basically what's going on. I don't think she is about to get friends. I think I think well, this is the this is the worst mistake Becky ever made because he she sold him out in his big moment in the game. Right? I, think, I think that's the worst part about it. That, <laughs> she let him down. She let she did let him down. But uh, so so yeah. So the Giants basically have to go to war without Icebox. Um, and naturally they're getting the shit stomped out of them. Uh, it's yeah. great. Like they, it's twenty. I think it's twenty-one nothing at halftime. Uh, kids are getting yeah. ran over. Kids are running in circles, crying. Uh, yeah, Rad Tad's running around like Bo Jackson and Tech Mobile around the ref. Yeah, I'm like, if you, 
If he could have done that the whole time, he should have scored a touchdown, man. Exactly. He ran like 70 yards in a circle. Um, <laughs> and on the kickoff, you mentioned it earlier that the kid gets kicked right in the balls. Right in the balls. On the kickoff. That surprised me. That made me laugh. That was a good laugh. <laughs> it was great. Because then the announcer, we Jesse and I cracked up. Did you rewind it? Because I wrote right. it down. <laughs> yeah. We it were cracking up. <laughs> Go ahead. Somebody's holding about a pound of Aunt Betty's nut butter right now. <laughs> the hell does that mean does so that mean funny. the kid shit his pants <laughs> so, yeah but good delivery. we we laughed out loud and that's uh harry shearer right there yeah, harry shearer somebody's holding the fan betty's nut butter he literally <laughs> like, kicks him in the what? dick it's great it's great oh so <laughs> so Oh my God! Yeah, it's a debacle. They're they're terrible. They're they are who we thought they were. As yeah, the great Denny Green would say, they are who we thought they were. Twenty-one nothing at halftime. Uh, they're literally about to quit. Uh, Danny O'Shea has the nice little uh, pep talk in the middle of at halftime. Basically, the message is, "Hey, they're great. We know this, right?" But every dog has its day type of thing. And, and, yeah. and all it takes is the one win. And he, he rallies the troops and they're hanging on to that one time that they overcame adversity. Yeah. They all they're tell all stories, right? Up. Yeah. They're all telling stories. Hey, one time I, I did a backflip off the diving board and my, and my older brother chickened out. And, and one time I beat such and such at this. And, and then they all start <laughs> do you mean beating. one time I beat, I beat my brothers, Brad and Tad at the turd toss. At the turd toss. Did you catch that? I did catch that. it was it was a cat the the fact gas, kid, man. Ga- gas, gas man. man they were at a cow chip throwing competition and those are dried cow shits and so the other kid says you beat Brad and Tad at the turn toss they're all surprised <laughs> man if you if you like listen to the close lines in this movie it it's is great. hilarious they're fucking hilarious dude I'm I'm so glad you wrote them down see I didn't write a lot of notes well you remember the other half so we're working I, out I, perfect. Um, what I did notice about the scene is Rick Moranis is like angelically lit by this beam of light coming in through there. And here's like, the drama you're talking about. Yeah. They got them lit yeah. up. They're playing the fucking violins and shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It is <laughs> like, come on, dig deep guys. We can do it once. All we need is one win. Cause literally this is their one game. These kids aren't going to fucking keep playing. They just right. want to like beat them in this one game. So that's crazy. Actually, I guess they would have, or they're supposed to, since they won. They were like, I guess they were going to be the team to represent the state. Yep. So, yeah. But th- they go back out there, all hyped up, right? All hyped up, ready to go. And uh, they're actually, they get their first yard, and they fucking dance like they won the damn championship. It's yeah, great. I mean, it's, this is, like, you know, funny as a kid, but, like, as an adult, I was like, I was the same thing as uh, Ed O'Neill was. He's like, so they gained one yard. Who cares? Like, Who gives a shit? Yeah. They're like, whoa, <laughs> we got the yard. They're fucking dancing like they just won the championship. Yeah. I'm cracking up. It's so stupid. It's so silly. I love it. It is funny to see these little, these little kids, like, get super excited. And they see... I, I, you, did you notice that uh, they definitely had like body doubles for a lot of scenes? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these jerseys were massive on some of these kids, and then all of a sudden they fit like a glove. It's like is that when the juniors roll, when they're when they come out the locker room, junior is jogging, and the rest of the kids are like at his waist. Yeah. And then when they get on the field, they're all like the same size. You know. Yeah. So I'm like, did they, did they put Bruce Smith in one of these fucking jerseys <laughs> yeah. and run him out there? That should have been one of the things, you know. We oh shoot. 
Looks like the Terminator is now six feet tall. <laughs> Dude, when, when I saw those fucking uh, NFL players show up the night before, I was like, I don't remember this being a Monstar scenario, but I was yeah. hoping that they would take their powers to some shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, now I get the shit. power of Bruce Smith. <laughs> oh, if only, if only that was canon. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so so everything's going, you know, starting to look up. I think, do they score their first touchdown? I yeah, they have a have a good play. I think it's it's not the pass to. I keep wanting to call him Stone Hands because I got my football movies mixed hot, up. Hot hands. Hot hands. Hot they hands. have a pass to him, but I think that's later. Did it's later. Running, I want to say Rad, Yeah, I want to say Rad Tad ran the first touchdown. Yeah, somebody ran right. the first touchdown in. But basically, they're painting the picture. They're starting to get some momentum. Spike yep. gets pissed. Spike. Uh, Spike like dirty hits. Um, Junior, the quarterback, in his back and injures him. Yeah, after a and, kickoff, he like yeah, lays him out. He, he lays him out, injures him, and that pisses off Becky. And I was like, "Oh shit, Icebox yep. is back." <laughs> she not, he knocked he knocked him out knocked him out of the game. And then another great moment, Ed O'Neill goes up to the dad and says, "If your son ever does like that, something like that again, you both yeah. are out of here." And then, yeah. so they, it's like the dad doesn't understand because he's that character. He's also an idiot in this movie, but yeah. he's like, oh, yeah. I thought we wanted to win. He's like, not like that. Exactly. Not like that. So yeah, it, and it's like, <laughs> good job. I mean, you know, it is a little bit like, it's like both ways though. <laughs> like I, re- I respect him for that line, but also like, you could just been not an asshole earlier. <laughs> like really fighting the, the character. You, you, you don't want, you don't, you don't want to let this guy get his story arc on, man. Yeah. And he goes the whole gambit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe because he's such a good actor. I like him in everything, man. It's yeah, like, he's been around. He's, you know, Al Bundy. He's been, Al he's been Bundy. a football hero before. I think yep. he's... Pol- Polkai. Might have been, been doing it during this, the filming of this, right? Because that came out. Uh, dude, Ed O'Neill looks good in this movie. He looks like he's in good yeah. shape in this movie. I don't know how close it was to Al Bundy, but Pol- Polkai, man, I'll never forget it. He was a high school super superstar. Scored four touchdowns in one game. I think <laughs> that's the line. He himself or some shit. I can't yeah, remember. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so after, after Becky gets all pissed, she just like drops her pom-poms and goes to the locker room mm-hmm. and there's already a Jersey waiting for their Ready to ice go. box, ice box. So then I do, I do then, have uh, that shirt here real quick. I bought Jesse a shirt for Christmas. It's just the blue shirt. It's got that scene of ice box with her Jersey on the eye. Oh, nice. Okay. It's fantastic dude. Cause Jesse, nice. I tease Jesse all the time. Cause my wife's a tomboy. If you don't know her. Yeah. I tell her all the time that I tell her she's icebox. I'm like, you're icebox. You fucking need to be icebox for Halloween. You need to do it all. I, I lean into icebox hard. <laughs> yeah. Wear the, wear the skirt under the jersey with the pads on top. 100%. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, man. I did. Stuff. It did get me. So she put, she comes out of the locker room and she goes by uh, uh, Junior and he's like, go get him, icebox. And she says, call me Becky. Yeah, and I literally like got goosebumps, like like teared up a little bit. I was like, "Fuck yeah, color Becky!" Yeah, <laughs> she's a woman. <laughs> it's great. They were like, "Hey Becky," and she goes, "Call me Icebox to her to somebody," and then he was like, "Go get him, Icebox," and she goes, "No, call me Becky." Like, yeah. you're mine, motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Becky go get you real good. But <laughs> it was great. Now that scene was fantastic. Um, I think it's got a special place in my heart for little girls being able to overcome all the bullshit and, and you're cool you're the ice box you know 
do what they want to do. She can, you know what I mean, play with one, play with the guys if she wants to. She can kick their ass. I mean, she immediately goes out there and lays Spike's ass out, fucking decleats his ass. He fumbles. Yeah, great. flips him over. Yep. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. It's there's so many things that happen here that I love about this, and that that whole second half is. It is. It has got me in my feels, man. That whole second <laughs> half of that movie has got me. It in is my nice feels. to see these kids getting because they were so bad before. <laughs> that they're, they're, but like I feel like they made them so bad that it's hard to even believe they could do any of this. Yeah, like when uh when Hot Hands catches the touchdown finally, he imagines it's the total people roll total coming in. Roll. He grabs it. Um, did you see him hit the uh, the Billy White Shoes Johnson dance? He did. He did. I got Xander to do that. I was like, yes, that's the dance. I got Xander <laughs> to do that at soccer once. He was like, what is nice. that dance? And I was like, just fucking do it. Trust me. Put your hands straight like, up okay. and move your feet. Yeah. Like crazy. Move your feet. Got him to do it. It was great. Nice. But yeah, so he also used the stick'em. I don't think we talked about that, but Hot Hands put but some At that point, on. the stick'em had like run on, wore yeah. off, right? Yeah, it was like a big so, shit stain on his jersey. The, it is gross. It's like this black thing on his chest. <laughs> The stickum though, it's such a weird scene. And it kind of grossed me out because the sound it made. Yeah, it's like this. <laughs> every it hit pulling it over and over again. I'm like, stop doing that. Stop doing that. It's <laughs> probably what people are listening to this saying right now. I know, right? He puts it on both his hands. He's ready to go. They break from the huddle. He claps his hands and he accidentally sticks them together. Now he's panicking, and then he's he going to the line. He's like, "What do I do?" And he keeps. <laughs> And then he tries to wipe it off on his jersey. Now his hands are stuck to his jersey. So naturally, when the football comes his way, it hits him in the back of the head, and he falls face first on the grass. Yep. <laughs> um, so the only, I think to tie it up, I think the only other like play that they like they kind of give each character like a cool play. Yeah. To, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, they hand it off to I'm guessing Viper, and he's they say just run to him, his like in his he sees his dad in the end zone. That, he that does like the world's. Best run. Yep. No, nobody yep. can touch yep. him. He's juking kids left and right just to go hug his dad. Because his dad, his dad is literally never there. Like his dad is always going to a fucking uh business trip. He's <laughs> always leaving. He doesn't he's not invested in the, the sport at all. I thought I was gonna have a chance to meet your dad tonight. Well, earlier I thought they like uh Rick Moranis asked him, Where's his dad at? He said he's never around. Yeah. I he's thought his dad going. was like a deadbeat. Like yeah. I thought he was like <laughs> Work. dodging child support but it turns out he has a job yeah he's always on business yeah i never saw his mom though viper's mom's never around right no i don't think eh, i don't think she's the character in this movie they only, i don't, I don't remember didn't want to pay somebody else Some, a lot of them getting viper to practice i don't know who it is it ain't dead i mean she may have been in that family scene at, at the house the yeah. like all those people aren't even like credited basically i mean i guess sure they're credited but yeah. they have like one line did you notice that uh gas man's dad was uh What's his name? Clarence from yeah. PB Herman. Yep. 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 I was like, look at that guy. Oh yeah. shit, there he is. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, um, so Viper, that was his play. They were like, just give it to what they say, just hand the ball to Johnny. Johnny's like, hand the ball to Johnny. <laughs> but I'm crazy. Johnny. We can't hand the ball to Johnny. <laughs> My yeah. only problem with that one is they called it a, a flea flicker. And I was oh. like, that ain't that ain't a flea flicker. That's that's you just might a run. Be thinking, you might be thinking of a different scene because they actually they did do an actual flea flicker though. Did they? Did uh-huh. do a pass back to the running back and then mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. pass back to the quarterback and him throw yep. it? And then maybe I'm it. thinking I think of, that was to Junior. That was before. That might have been when he got hurt. <laughs> he might yeah, have hurt on the flea flicker. <laughs> I wrote it down like that's not right. Um. Anyway, so they're coming to the end though, right? They're they're getting. They think they yeah. they're seven down, six down. Yeah, something like that. yeah, they tie they tie it up eventually. 
Um, they don't. They like, don't tie it because they have to stop them, and then they have to go one more, right? Like uh, uh, the Cowboys are about to punch it in. The Cowboys get it back, and they're about to punch it in. Yeah, and Becky stops. Uh, what's his name? Spike at like the one yard line. Or yeah, like she hits him with a nice, nice hit on the yeah. one. Stops um, him on the one. Four seconds left in the game, and this is when they finally run our boy, the uh, the uh, offensive coordinator. They run his yes, play. Secret He's play. Cooking up. The, the annexation, annexation of Puerto Rico. Rico. <laughs> I said Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. My mouth didn't work right there. It's weird. We're gonna keep the, that in. Sorry. The annexation of Puerto Rico. That's. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun play. It's a it's a good end of the movie. I mean, it's like yeah. it's like them up against this impossible thing. They got to go ninety nine yards in four seconds. What are they gonna do? Some wild shit. Yeah. Um. And what's funny is uh. It it is sort of a fumble ruski, and you can see uh, Kevin O'Shea yell fumble ruski, fumble ruski. Yeah. <laughs> he's, call, he's calling it out like, "You idiots, you're going after yeah. the wrong guy." Yeah, and that was my boy <laughs> Gas Man huffing and puffing all the way down the damn field. Yeah, if you if you had designed that play, I wouldn't have given it to him. Give it to, <laughs> to anybody the, else in the to field. the Gas Man. Gas Man got about forty yards before they found out he had it. <laughs> he was gassed too. He was, he was done because then he, he just chucks it over his head backwards. <laughs> He pitched it back as fast as he could. Yeah, and then some of the some of the, I think the Terminator kid picks it up for a second. Or no, he, he no, goes Terminator in the was end. the last one because Terminator got the game. Somebody else gets it in between there, mm-hmm. and then uh, it might have been Junior. In. I think Junior said, "Put me back in, coach." Yeah. Oh, that's right, because I didn't realize that he was still on the field. And I saw number eleven rolling down the field, and I was like, "Holy shit, what the hell did Junior come from?" <laughs> yeah, they put Junior back on the field. They rolled him out there, so he got to touch the ball, and then he, I think, he's the one that pitched it to Terminator. Yeah, the Terminator ran it in. They made sure it was legal. I saw no forward passes. I no forward passes, man. Play. It was yep, all all legal laterals. <laughs> it was legit. I also checked that uh, that uh, Spike didn't get that touchdown because from the overhead angle, it kind of looks yeah. like. It <laughs> but when they rolled the ball off, they were yeah, very yeah. sure to make it like you know six inches short. His head broke the play, but not the yeah. ball. <laughs> because I was I was expecting I was going to find some hidden gem like he actually won the game. This <laughs> bullshit. But I didn't. Oh, and that's that's it. I mean, that's the game. That's the that's the movie right there. Yep, we get the final scene of the two uh, two brothers, you know, settling things up. Yep, saying, you know, are you really gonna make me settle this bed up with you? Like, you know, I got to take your car dealership. Uh, you know, oh, you know yeah. you're not gonna really do that side to me, right? bet before the game started. Where the winner yeah. was supposed to take the other other brother's business for some odd reason. Yeah. This was crazy. <laughs> like it seemed ridiculous. Like why <laughs> add that much more pressure to it? Yeah, like, come um, on, guys. <laughs> there, there the was game, scene, seriously. <laughs> yeah, like isn't that enough? That's what we've been. That's the stakes we work with the entire movie. Uh, okay, let's ramp it up a notch. Let's get yep, one of these guys homeless. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> you know Ed O'Neill would have done that. He'd be on the streets. Um. So in in the place of that, I guess, uh, Danny says, how about we put, how we take your name off the water tower and put mm-hmm. O'Shea brothers. Brothers, yeah. yeah, yeah. O'Shea brothers. They mend their fences. They create one team. I think they're going to be coaching together now. It's It all wraps up. It's great. Yeah. And that's what I thought. Like, well, they should have been one team in the first place. It's still. <laughs> yeah, He's like, I'll talk to my boys. Team, they would have reserves. <laughs> yeah. They actually they wouldn't they they only have twenty two people on the field. Yeah, or, or, Each team only right. has eleven. Yeah, you're right. So you're it right. would just be offense, and, offense defense. and defense. They wouldn't even have reserves. They wouldn't need them. I guess pee wee football. You you might play two ways a lot. I don't know. 
I think uh, we played a couple I really kids don't both know. Ways. I don't think all, I don't think a lot of kids would do it, but yeah, maybe could. the good ones would. Yeah. All right. So we usually do a recap. We pretty much said what we were going to say the entire time here. I think it's a good movie f- for kids. Obviously, it's like I don't have the nostalgia for, for it, but I can tell it's funny. It's like the parts with the kids are funny. Uh, each kid has its own signature line, signature moment. It's like a real well put together, funny kids movie. Um, it's got some problems. There's some like plot points that don't make sense. Uh, and you know, the whole contrive contrivance of the movie of this, this town coming together for the mania in Urbania for this one game is a little much, uh, the, some of their stuff. These are 10 year olds. Yes. It's way too much. Yeah. It's a little much. They, they built the whole like football stadium for these little kids who have never played a game before. It's a little much. Um, but it's a well-made movie. Actually, you know this movie didn't do well at the box office. Like, uh, it, co- not... it cost cost twenty million, and it made nineteen million. This is a a That's loser. A flop. That's a flop. Yeah, this is a like it should be on. Uh, How did this get made or something? Who knows? That's crazy. Um, yeah, I thought it was like a popular movie. I don't know because I I know of it. I've seen it everywhere. I just thought maybe I'm sure it made money at home video. It had to crush on on VHS and DVD. Like it had to. It but, had to. I don't know. It's definitely so like, so I've heard of it from you and uh, uh, Prindle used to say the annexation of Puerto Rico all the time when we were watching football when I was living <laughs> with him. So, so other people obviously have memories of it and my kids liked it. I think the review of uh, this movie from Emmy was like, it's good. I like the girl, you know, so she knew what was going on. She knew she followed the plot points enough to know that she liked the girl who was good at football. Perfect. So it's a winner. It did its job. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, all points. Uh, I, I second, right? I mean, I do have that nostalgia factor with it. So it, it's, a, it's a little bit higher on one of my list of personal faves because of that. Um, but on top of that, it, it's still good. Like, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it again as an adult, you know, father. You know what I mean? Like, it hit a little bit different being where I am now. I don't think, I don't think I've watched it since I, since I started coaching, to be honest with you. Hmm. So it was interesting to watch it, uh, with my, you know, my new experiences out there. Um, but yeah, I loved it. I really did. I, I, I loved every minute of it. I mean, even the, even the stupid plot holes, <laughs> like you said, they're just so, so asinine, but, um, I just roll with it and had fun. And I'm surprised to hear that it didn't do as well as I thought it yeah. would have in the, in the theaters, but, um, it doesn't matter, man. That sentimental value is, is top notch right there for me. So I was definitely in my feels with all those kids, man. Fucking Johnny running to his dad through the. He gave his dad that hug. I was like, oh, Johnny. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Hot hands finally caught the damn ball. He got a touchdown. His dad's all excited. I'm like, oh, my God. That right there is why they, I do this, man. I'm telling you, that one moment for one kid <laughs> who's never played before that doesn't believe in themselves when they finally overcome some type of adversity and actually have some kind of success and that moment of the smiles on their face where they realize, holy shit, I can do this. Every year, man, that shit gets me. Every fucking yeah. year, I love it. Definitely, um, yeah. I can't wait till I start coaching. I need to like get off mass and get them involved in something. <laughs> forcing um, is never. You asked me that earlier. I don't think I finished up that point. But forcing is never something that's going to happen. You know what I yeah. mean? Like if they if they don't want to do it, that's our mindset. If they don't want to do it, 
it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can give them the opportunity and tell them if you would like to, here it is for you. And I, you know, they got to tell them if they want to do it or not. Because even when we first started doing this, one of the first lessons they had to learn is, um, it's a commitment, mm-hmm. right? So like two or three weeks in and they want to move on and go do something else. And it's like, no, 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 no. We're not going to quit. You have to understand what the commitment is. We, we signed up to play. This is what a sports season is. You can stop playing when the season is over. And we've gone through that once with both kids and they still sign up every year and there's no questions asked. They know what the commitment is. So that was one of the first lessons they had to learn. You're going to be there for your teammates because it's not just about you. I think we need to get Eli into that uh, attitude because he's only four, but we started Emmy at uh, Taekwondo at four. Okay. And uh, she was pretty into that for a while. But then like, like you're saying, after like four weeks or five weeks, whatever, they get a little bored. Um, So we told her she had to stay until she was a yellow belt. And it's like, the problem is she wasn't, it was like slowing down. Like her interest wasn't into it. And so she wasn't like practicing the moves she had to do to yep. get the belt. So therefore it wasn't happening. Yep. So that took forever to get the yellow belt, but she eventually did. And we then did let her quit eventually. And yeah. she hasn't been back. Um, and those ones he, are tougher. Those are the same type of struggles we had with like jujitsu. Yeah. Cause there's no end of the season. They yep. just keep going it's forever. Year, so year round. Like, they got exhausted with that. They got exhausted yeah. with that. It's hard. Yeah, they needed like a break in it. Uh, we told her we were taking a break for the summer. And then like, that was two years ago. <laughs> so yeah. And no, she did soccer kids. once, uh, okay. where same kind of thing where we took her to like, it was like soccer, not soccer shots, but, uh, the, there's an indoor soccer facility here that they don't really play soccer, but they like yeah. do soccer type yep. games. And then they have yep. a little free, free for all playtime at the end. Mm-hmm. And she kind of liked that, but she's just, she doesn't understand like the structure of like rules for games. You know what I mean? She just wants to run around and kick things. And she's like, I'm the best at kicking. And I'm like, you're not though. Like you need to be better at it. <laughs> Like well, she, I will. I will tell you, boys have so much energy. Like it doesn't have to be a sport. Like Xander, Xander, I swear, I shit you not. He will go outside, and there's so many boys in the neighborhood. He'll go outside, and he won't come back in the house until like yeah. until the until the sun is down. And if he has his way, he'll play soccer from sun up to sundown. Yeah. And so we know that that's a sport that he loves. He has access to it, and he'll play anytime. He has not dedicated himself to that. That's the only sport he wants to play. He still does soccer and basketball and he'll play flag football. And it's a struggle for him to kind of focus because he has boys who has other kids. He try to pull him into other sports. And mm. sometimes soccer is not the popular sport amongst everybody. So I see him struggle, but we know he loves soccer. So we try to keep telling him, it's like, dude, just, just go with your heart. And so like, we'll most likely end up, hopefully right if he lets us sign him up for soccer in the spring but it's like every season it's the same conversation it's sports registrations what do you want to do what do you want to mm. do what do you want to do uh i'll play this and it's like okay we yeah let them because if they if we have to fight them to take them to practice it's it's not worth it oh yeah that's what what, what uh taco Wado was getting to it was like every week it was like a fight like i don't want to do it and i'm like where are you signed up for it and luckily that place was pretty nice like you paid by the week or something so it wasn't like we couldn't oh wow quit. that's awesome it was awesome, but uh, yeah, we had to. It, also, we had to drive like twenty five minutes to get there. It was like a huge hassle. I was like, next time we do something, it's gonna be closer. Yeah. So I, th- I think she's starting uh, gymnastics uh, on Saturday. So we'll see okay. this Saturday. So we'll, we'll gymnastics see is out. fun. What you'll notice is it's tricky because how old is Amy? She's seven. 
she's right at the age. So like around like six to eight, they're like becoming pros. Yeah. Like they're, they're sneakily trying to train them for like the Olympics. Like it's crazy. Yeah. I'm a little worried about that. Like I don't think Laurel <laughs> realizes that like we've kind of waited to start her on things because she yeah. just didn't want to do it. So um, she just wants to have fun and do like sure. fun part of gymnastics. And I think, I don't, I think that's what they'll be doing. We'll, we'll, we'll know, we'll know later. Yeah. But like with anything, like well, that's what I start talking about when I start talking about sports with like Laurel and, and my mother-in-law, I'm like, mm. you understand like sports are like a training ground for pros for some people. Yep. Like, like even if they're six, like it's not fun times. It's like, no, no, I need to get better so I can be better than everybody. Yep. And they don't seem to realize that. They just think it's a fun thing for kids to do. I'm like, no, man, these kids, the parents yeah. and the kids, like, separate. Yep. Gymnastics is interesting, categories. though, because, yeah, Dylan, Dylan did gymnastics from probably about five to eight, maybe. And then that's when we started to see where I was like, she just wants to have fun. Yeah. This school is trying to train her for, like, the Olympics. And they're, like, coming to you after class and they're giving you assessments. And I'm like, I don't need a fucking assessment. Just let her play. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? She like, wants to do flips. Yeah, she wants. Did she have fun? <laughs> and did she go across the balance beam and she <laughs> flip? I'm thinking we're gonna go home. <laughs> and that's basically what it is. Cause you know, we just want to promote active lifestyles. That's all I'm trying to do. It doesn't yeah. have to be a sport. It's just we want you to at least be active. You know what I mean? So Yeah, we're working on it. We're trying to get uh re like reassess this year and get all back into it. Yeah. Um, good luck. So yeah it's always a challenge right Mm -hmm. um so our next thing we usually do um is like who's your guy in this movie like it could be a guy in the background it could be a main character it could be anything just somebody that stood out to you is like that guy's (laughs) awesome um do you have one i do okay this was hard for me i don't have a good one but i have something that i noticed right away (laughs) i'll name mine because i feel like yours is gonna make me laugh okay um I went back and forth, right? Because there's so many characters that, like, all the kids, like, I loved all those kids, especially when I was younger. And I still have a, you know, fond uh, memory of those kids, and I enjoyed them as I watched it now as an adult. But I guess my guy will have to be Danny O'Shea. Nice. Coach Coach Danny's got to be my guy in this one. Um, He kind of embodies my spirit. Uh, when it comes to coaching, so he kind of—I don't know—he reminded me of myself a little bit. So I was like, "All right, that's my guy." <laughs> yeah, I agree. I had, if I had to go with a normal choice, I think it would be <laughs> Danny O'Shea, Rick Moranis, because that is—he's obviously the the coach I would be. I'm not going to be yeah. the other guy. Yeah. Um, I'd probably just be one of the parents, hopefully, just the guy <laughs> on the couch in that one room, being like, "Yeah, good job." <laughs> um, but my my the only thing that stood out, like as I was watching it. Is during the last, uh, the big game scene, all the parents are in the crowd cheering. And there's a guy in a fez right behind the parents. And I kept being like, what? He's like this old guy with like a beard and then a, you know, big fez hat with a huge tassel on it. And I was like, every time this guy's on screen, he's creeping me out. And also, he's very. What I learned later, so the second time I watched it, I realized he's a Shriner. (laughs) Cause there's a, there's, if you look to the left, there's like four other dudes in another oh row. Oh my God. <laughs> but this guy, obviously like he was, he's hired to be an extra. That's whatever small town they filmed this in. Uh-huh. And then he like snuck into the perfect spot where he was like in like five shots of this movie. So, uh, Fez guy is my guy, but no reason. <laughs> You're just, so 
funny. Just because I thought he was cool back there. I took a screenshot of him off the good. pull it up. Good. I because I do not remember this guy. <laughs> do you see old man? No, I just Red oh egg. I have to hit watch stream, I think. Hold on. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Uh, you see the old man? Also uh, next to like the John Wayne Gacy serial killer man over here. Yeah, man, like, members only jacket on or something. These fucking ties, man. The 90s and their ties. Yeah, all these clothes are wild. Man. So I guess uh, we're wrapping up the review of this movie, but uh, we usually talk about uh, what, or what are you watching or what would you recommend that you could watch? I, we've, I've, I've watched a ton of stuff since we last talked. So have um, I. Because it's been like a full month, and I was on vacation for part of that, so like mm-hmm. getting getting quality time in uh, with a lot of shows. Um, I'm trying to think of a movie though, since we're more of a movie podcast. But mm-hmm. um, if you you got one, you want to go first? Dang man! So it's really been a lot of shows I've been watching. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> you know this from the uh, <laughs> the Discord. Our buddy Wade called back to. Um, shit police academy wade sat with us and talked to us on a on a police yeah, academy right. podcast but our buddy wade uh recently had a trip to uh the uk and while he was there he learned of a show a show that oh, is God. a <laughs> it's a dating show this dating show has a special premise where the contestants choose each other based off of naked attraction alone uh that is the title of the show as well. It's called Naked yes. Attraction. And they reveal these singletons bit by bit. Uh, starting from the bottom. <laughs> bottom up. So, yeah, of, not toes either. Not toes not first. <laughs> they don't stop Straight at the Straight to the waist. Right. Straight to the penile and labia region. And yeah, literally you just go down the row. There's six people and they knock them down one by one. You're like, Oh, I don't like the way that dick looks. Get out of here. Oh yeah. It's um, incredible. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but that being said, there's so much going on on that show. And, um, I do appreciate seeing normal bodies on TV. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's also led, I watch it with my wife, my wife, um, every episode Required. I've seen with her, we are in the yeah. middle of season four. Oh my God. Oh my God. Indeed. That's a lot of, penis that's a lot of labia that's a lot of breasts i've seen it all um but it's very 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 interesting in my mature age in my sexuality (laughs) to watch these types of shows like i can watch them and like i don't know like have real adult conversations around bodies and Mm -hmm. um it's very interesting because it's also led the wife and i to have conversations we've had them before i mean shit we've been together for fucking We've been married for um, 12 years now, right? This is 2024. So mm-hmm. shit, thir- 13 years. This will be our 14th year. Um, but we've been married. Of being for, married? Of being married, yes. You got of married after me? I did. 2010? Yep. I got married in 2010. I got married yeah. in 2010 in, in uh, May. Oh, so you got 20... married before me. Yeah. I did. Just, I just before me. Just before I guess me. I just thought you guys were together for so long that you had been married for longer than me. There's the caveat. We've been together yeah. since high school. We've been yeah. together since uh, senior year of high school. So we were dating, quote unquote, dating, basically just, you know, fucking. For the first for, for, yeah. 13 years. <laughs> 13, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it was like, you got it. <laughs> yeah, right. Fuck this shit down. And so, Sorry. yeah, we've been married since 2010 officially. But um, in any event, we watch it together. And yeah, I mean, we've been together so long that 
we've you know been through so many arcs of intimacy and conversations and all the good stuff but this show has been kind of refreshing to kind of be like hey what do you like about my body what do i like about your body you know what i mean like it's those types of things like would you would you get rid of me first or last no that's like should i get my foreskin put back on (laughs) exactly right so many uncircumcised penises but anyways it's called europe (laughs) exactly (laughs) uh so but no it's it's been it's been fun to to enjoy the show with her um yeah, so that's one of the things that I've been watching. Obviously, like I said, we're like in the fourth season, but nice. And that uh, that show is sweeping the friend group. Everyone's been checking it out. I, I've been spreading it around. Everybody, I think, it would appreciate it. Like, you got to check out the show, man. <laughs> uh, anyway, good show. Um, so watch a ton of stuff. Um, just call a few out. We've been watching that Monarch show about got the like the it's the TV show that's in between all the Godzilla movies. Okay, pretty good. We've been enjoying that one. Uh, we watched Rebel Moon. Did not enjoy that one. Is that a, a recommendation? Like, oh, I haven't bother. seen that one. I mean, you know, we could watch it for the podcast. Okay. Passing, um, passing. <laughs> yeah, that bad. What I was going to recommend though is uh, it's a four-part TV show. It it basically should be a movie. There's these these things I'm into now. I don't know. I guess they're Kickstarter projects, but it's like okay. where they go like a deep dive, like a super long documentary. Like there's been a bunch of them okay. about horror movies in the eighties or sci-fi movies in the eighties where it's like a five hour documentary about horror movies in the eighties. Okay. But this is a four part, uh, four hour long segments about RoboCop, just about RoboCop for oh. four hours. Okay. They interview everybody. Oh they interview like the sound guys, the background actors, the explosions guy. It's just like, Oh everybody gosh, this is interesting and i feel like this is a dad move to like get deep into something okay that like obviously i was nostalgic for in my childhood too but like uh yeah so i watched this thing and i was just like i can't get enough of this but i realized that like i can't even laurel will not give a shit about any of these details because i would after i would watch <laughs> it like she would it would be one night where she fell asleep early and i'd be like oh man i watched another episode of this thing you can't believe it they got the they got the guy <laughs> Who got shot in the dick by RoboCop? He was he was on the movie. It's so good. And she's, she's like, like who cares about this movie? And and everybody, I think our age who has the same story as RoboCop is. I saw RoboCop way too early. You know what I mean? I saw them blow uh, RoboCop's hand off when I was like eight years old, and that was way too early. <laughs> and they mentioned that in the documentary that like people come up to him and be like. You, you you traumatized me. Oh, I can't believe it. Can I give you your autograph? You know, like, so this is, uh, so I'm almost positive. I've never seen Robocop. Robocop. There is Robocop technically three and one series. I am a huge Robocop fan. Uh, to, to most people, okay. Robocop, the movie is, is the only one. The rest of them don't count. Uh, Robocop two definitely has some problems. Uh, Robocop three came out in like 1996 and it is like the PG version of Robocop where like, he's fun and he, you know, fights people with a jet pack. Like it's not good, but I have a, it's okay. So just, just the watch first the one. first one, but it is violent. I mean, okay. it is like hard R violent. I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready. I will toss yeah. it on one time. And Excellent. Back. Well, you'll know in the first like 15, if you can get past that, it keep going. It's awesome. I don't know. Anyway, Robocop from the eighties, okay. the best movie ever. And the robo doc is the thing I'm talking about. Robo Doc is the documentary. Okay. I think it's on uh, Shudder or something. Okay. 
Yeah. Jesse and I are in the middle of trying to finish uh, Dumb Money. I want to watch that, but haven't haven't got around to it. Yeah. We started it. She fell asleep the other night, so I'm looking forward to getting back in it because that story was yeah. very fascinating. Yeah. Uh, but that's a movie I'm watching. I can't really recommend it, but we're like 15, 20 minutes in, so I gotta, I'll probably end up tossing it back on when I get back out yeah. there. All right, we can just wrap this up and then talk about all the other shit we're watching because that's kind of what I want to do. <laughs> Okay, let's do an outro here. Yeah, yeah. So everyone, uh, thanks for hanging out. You know, tune into our next chat. Well, we'll we'll cover uh, Strange Brew, starring the lovable <laughs> Rick Moranis. What year was God, that? It's got an 82, 83, you know? something like that. Could be earlier. Uh, I'm pretty sure you said 82. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I've never seen it before, so we'll cover that. Uh, and uh, you know, if you enjoyed this episode, enjoyed listening to us. Please subscribe to the show and don't forget to allow the notifications so you know when the uh, new episodes drop. And uh, talk to you later, Mark. Talk to you later, man. Do you pee standing up? Now when she's hot to trot, she's still got a squat. She's Becky the Icebox O'Shea. She's a girl. And we're going to kick your little cowboy butt. Hey, you want to play football? Junior Floyd. What a hunk. My mom says the pads you gave me weren't enough. If these boys don't win, I sweep out the shop for three weeks. Slow, and no one likes. I just don't think it's right for men their age to be parading around in their underwear. Go for it, Daddy. Now we can run the annexation of Puerto Rico. Spike, don't play with girls. Somebody call 911! Call me Becky. I think you're beautiful. Thanks for coming, Hannah. So that was great, Coach. I'm gonna want a copy of that. You got it. Okay. So and I'm looking at him trying not to fucking laugh, like, oh my god, dude, like. I never thought I'd have to teach someone how to puke, but here I am. Yeah, just <laughs> lean into it. The, <laughs> Emmy has, she hasn't been sick in a while, but I think she can handle it now. But Eli just doesn't get it. He's only four, but. Yeah. Yeah, he like, <laughs> man, I don't know. He'll get better. That's great. It, sure. That's great. Now, this is going to be a life lesson for him, though, because when he's, when he's in his 20s, he's going to be a pro puker because I got him all, I got him all conditioned when he was 10. <laughs> yeah. You know me. I, I was a legendary puker. I puked at a lot of parties. I did because we do like tequila shots at like midnight and be like, "This is a good idea." <laughs> I've only got one puke story where it's like, it was like a high. Like I was like, "Damn, that was some epic puking right there." It was at the uh, it was at the uh, apartment, and I don't know what the fuck I was drinking. Probably a whole concoction of everything that I shouldn't. And um, I just remember that like I think the dishes weren't done. In our, in remember, our apartment? Yes, in your apartment. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember looking in the sink like, well, fuck. I think somebody was in the bathroom. And I was like, shit, where the fuck am I going to puke? And it was like the clouds cracked open and a fucking beam of light shone, shined down on this fucking empty uh, double gulp cup. Oh, God. And I, I was, like I was, like, I was oh. like, holy shit, it's going in the double cup. Like, it's like the only thing I can do is put in this double gulp. I shit you not. I don't know how I like oh. turned off my puking. 
but it was like right at the edge. Like this cup was fucking full. Like if I had to heave one more time, it was overflowing. Just but... the thought of that cup <laughs> is making me wretch right now. Just like inside, I'm just dying. The thought of it shaking it and the, the soft sides <laughs> in the plastic, it's all warm. Yes, 100%. Because I'm like trying to like gingerly like lead it back or guide it back down onto the to counter. And like the cup is flexing and the fucking, it's like, I don't know how, but I did it. I didn't get it. I didn't get an ounce of puke anywhere else, but that fucking cup. I don't know what I did with the cup. I, to this day, I don't know what happened to the cup. Oh yeah. We kept it as a souvenir forever. We definitely did. It was a, you guys made a candle out of it. (laughs) Put a straw uh, wick in there. Terrible! Oh, uh, women come over me. Your house is fucking amazing. It smells like fucking what's puke, this, though. What's this cup, though. <laughs> oh, we got uh, this from Bed Bath and Beyond. It's, <laughs> it's yeah, none vanilla cucumber and puke. Definitely killing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> do we have anything there that we could use as our little banter part, or are we just going to gross people out? Go for it, dude. Let's go for it. Oh. Uh, so gross. Okay, well, I guess we'll start the other part of the of the podcast. Okay, so then we do we put the theme in here. Oh my god! All right, so we'll do the, the intro.